and welcome to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. And as you know, being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you'll ever go through. And so I've developed this podcast to help you develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. So I have a feature interview today, guys. I am chatting with Lynn Brown, and she is a profitability coach and also a very special member of my mastermind program. Now, this program is completing in January, and I love this interview because Lynn brings up a very common theme for new entrepreneurs. It's something that is completely paralyzing for so many of us when we first start out. Do you want to know the topic? Charging what you're worth. I see this as such a common topic that comes up with us as entrepreneurs. We struggle charging people what we're worth or charging people to do something that we love or that we enjoy. And oddly, one of the places where I see people struggle with this the most is when people are transitioning from a very high profile corporate job and into running their own business. You would think logically, if you're comfortable, you know, making six figures, that it would be easy to transition and charge people what you're worth, but it isn't. So this is such a common topic, and I'm really glad that Lynn brought it up in the interview. She talks specifically about how she struggled with it and how we overcame it through the Mastermind program. And also, she talks very candidly about her fears, about her limiting beliefs, And she gives some fantastic advice for all of us growing our businesses. And she also is a great storyteller. You're going to find out exactly how Lynn came to be in the Mastermind program. She happened to be listening to this podcast in the car and she pulled over her car immediately to send me an email and find out more information. It's a really great story. And it's, it's cool to see her come full circle and actually be on the podcast only a few short months later. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right into this interview with Lynn. Welcome, guys. This is Julie, and I have a very special interview for you today. I'm interviewing Lynn Brown, who is a profitability coach and the founder of Spire Business. She has been helping entrepreneurs and small businesses for more than 25 years, helping them to build profitable businesses. Welcome, Lynn. Good morning, Julie. Although I don't like to admit the 25 years that ages me. <laughs> well, I say 20 because I'm 42. <laughs> so I think that's a good round number. Can you tell us, I gave a really high level overview of what you do, but can you tell us a little bit more about what type of clients that you like to work with and how you help them in their business? I work primarily with female entrepreneurs who have started their business due to a passion or a happenstance in their life and they've gotten to a point where they are trying to get out of their own way. They don't know what to do. How come they're not making money? How come they're so disorganized? What can they do to stay in their business and have their business start working for them as opposed to them working for their business? Right. And do you see that a lot? Do you run into a lot of entrepreneurs who have been at it for a while, but they're just you know, either not making money or they're just kind of breaking even like year over year over year? 
Okay, there is a statistic out there that says 90% of all entrepreneurs are living in entrepreneurial poverty, meaning that we basically live income check to income check, week to week, month to month. I have a lot of clients who are actually taking money from their spouse or an inheritance and putting it into their business month by month to keep their business operating. Mm -hmm. So that's what we do. We, I go in with them and I reroute their business so that the, they can start actually taking money out to live on as opposed to put it in to keep a business going. Yeah, so we'll talk a little bit more about that and we're gonna get you to give some good tips and advice to entrepreneurs a little later. But I, I really love doing authentic introductions. So now that people have a rough idea of what you do, tell us who you are at a deeper level. Can you give us your purpose statement and tell us what your core values are? To help the entrepreneur succeed so that they don't feel lost in their business. I was one of those people who I didn't actually start a business. It evolved from helping a friend and I got to a point where I couldn't get out of my own way either. Um, so I like to make sure that anyone who starts a business is happy with their business and actually makes money from their business and not resenting their business, which is very key. Right, right. And what do you think are the underlying factors why people start to get resentful? Time and money. So the things that get, and you know, that all stems back to boundaries too, doesn't it, in a sense? Um, some of it stems back to boundaries. Some, unfortunately, stems back to not watching how the business is growing and it kind of creeps up on you. And you can manage the little day-to-day -day and all of a sudden something explodes and now you're just overwhelmed and have no idea how it got as big as it did, as quick as it did. I love that. That's such a good point because I see that with a lot of people. They'll be moving along, growing nice and flat, going, when is this going to take off? And then it does. And it's that old saying, you know, be careful what you ask for because at that point they haven't put the systems, um, the processes in place to really scale. Well, the other issue on that too is not just will it take off the way you're looking for. You might say, oh, I'm not making enough income right now in this aspect where I'm trying to go, so I'll do this. To bring some income in or I'll do that to bring some income in and now once what you're trying to build is growing you're spread too many ways to actually do it. What is it Lynn that you are the most proud of with your business? I can transform businesses quickly and easily as long as the owner is willing to make changes. My biggest accomplishment that I call from business purposes is I took a company within an eight-month period for a half million dollar swing. They were losing close to 250,000 US a year and within eight months they were making 250,000 a year. Most of my small businesses within six to eight months are turned around so that they start making a profit. Um, not usually so large. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Have you noticed any common themes across businesses that are the biggest mistakes that people are making? They don't watch their money. Mm. Um, they think that they're watching the money. Yes, I know I'm writing this check out for social media. Yes, I'm writing this out for Google ads. Yes, I'm writing this out for insurance. But they don't realize how it affects their bottom line and that they, they need to start budgeting segmentally, not just, okay, I can only spend 200000 this year. What is that 200000 going to be on and how is it going to be broken out? And what would you say is, Lynn, your superpower what is that one thing that you can do better than anyone else in the world? I am a great visionary. Mm -hmm. So I, somebody tells me their vision, I can 
see their vision and help them implement it. So I actually have that superpower to be able to be the visionary with the processor. And I'm told that less than 5% of the people by the DISC assessment actually have that capability. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so you're able, so I imagine when you're working with a company, you're able to see that big picture perspective with them and give them guidance. Um, this is another common theme we talk a lot about with entrepreneurs is that we're all too busy working in our business to be working on our business. I actually have a theory on that one. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Um, one hour every day needs to be working on your business, on where it wants to go. Mm-hmm. One hour every day has to be working on that aspect of the business that needs current working on. And then six hours of every business day needs to be working in your business until such a time where you can start handing off the day-to-day to employees or virtual assistants. That sort of structured approach works with everyone or... Do you have some some of your clients that you know focus you know their Friday is really their strategy day or their big picture day? Most of mine are service based companies, so they can't take the day off. When I have coaches or consultants, they can take their Monday off as their processing day and their Friday off as their planning day. But if you're open for service as a Pilates studio, a yoga studio, an art gallery, um, a staging, or an interior designer, you can't just stop your business two or three days a week and do something else. Right. So it's easier to fit in segments than it is to actually take the day. What would you say are the top three tips that you wanted to share with people? Okay. One would be definitely watch your finances. Don't just write out the check. Question everything you're spending. Um, do I need to spend this much? Is it making me money? So you need to question your finances. Um, number two would be to have Somebody being trained when you've reached 75% of your capacity. Because most people tend to say, okay, I'm overwhelmed. Now let me hire somebody. And unfortunately, what happens when we're overwhelmed, let's hire somebody, we anticipate them knowing exactly what we want. So if we can start bringing someone in at 75% of capacity, then we actually have time to train them in what we want them to do. And the third thing would be is continue your education in something at all times, mm-hmm. whether this year you're going to be working on business aspects or next year you're going to be working on your industry aspects. Always continue be- being educated. I love it. Those are fantastic tips. I think I, think I definitely um, align with all of those. I actually have a couple Facebook groups that I belong to that are specific to my industry and that all we talk about is technology or how we market. And so we're always, you know, for five minutes a day, now I'm, I'm hearing of all of the new apps that came out because I have to admit I am the worst person with technology. I don't have a passion for it. So now I, if I have other people researching it, it's easier for me to make the decision on which ones I want to look at. Right, right, because they're, the, they're on the pulse of whatever is new and whatever. They can save you a lot of time doing all that research, right? Right. So this is a perfect segue to shift over into that, um, the subtle layer, the layer underneath the waterline, right, into the being. You know, we talked a lot about the doing, about the strategy, about what you've observed and how you help people strategically. I want to talk a little bit about you, Lynn, and, you know, specifically around fears and limiting beliefs and everything that, you know, you've had to face over the years in growing this business. Because I, you know, I love on, on this podcast talking about how being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you'll ever go through. And so 
I'd love to know how you have grown over the years. I actually started out helping a friend when I was on maternity leave as a bookkeeper because he couldn't do somebody's taxes because they were a disaster. So he handed me a shoebox filled with receipts and said, enter this into QuickBooks for me. And I did that for five years as a favor to a friend um, until I realized I was working 20 hours a week on his clients and not being paid. And so, you know, the evolving, yeah, it happened. Um, and so I grew very organically. Everything was word of mouth, but I wasn't charging enough for my services. A lot were free. A lot were little, little tiny bits and pieces. And then I came to realize that some people weren't actually taking me serious because I wasn't actually charging enough. If, you, if you're only charging this little bit of money, you must not know what you're doing. So I think a lot of people say, you know what, let me compromise on my fee and I'll get more clients. And that's not always true. You may get a lot of clients, but they may not be quality clients or quality customers. So my experience has been really personally is keeping myself grounded. Where am I going? How am I getting there? Who can help me? And most of all, let's have a goal. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And so to sem- to say, what have you grown? It sounds like you've, you've started to really stand up for yourself and see your own value. Is that fair? That's very fair. Yeah. Um, I have grown tremendously this year in many different ways. And yes, I now see that I am a worthy business owner as well as consultant. Nobody ever considered me a consultant before. I was just the bookkeeper. But how many bookkeepers do you know turn businesses around by half a million dollars in eight months? Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, sometimes it's going through that and just taking a step out to look in and see, wow, look at what I did accomplish. And there's two things that I wanted to point out in there. It's heartbreaking when people don't take you seriously and don't see your value. But I also believe, speaking from experience, because this is a place that I've definitely visited (laughs) in my journey as well, I think part of it is us not seeing our own value. And if we don't truly see who we are and we aren't able to self-promote and we aren't able to stand up for, you know, the prices that we believe we deserve, then other people aren't going, how can we expect other people to see that in ourselves, right? That's very true. Um, And I know for my fact, because I am so analytical, um, I didn't realize that, you know, eradicating debt and business growth and streamlining processes and operations wasn't part of a bookkeeper's job because I had never been a bookkeeper prior. Mm, Okay. So sometimes it's not even just self-limiting beliefs. It's we truly do not know what we do not know. And that's where once again, we can't just rely on ourselves. We need to believe in ourselves, but you need to go outside and get outside verification occasionally. And that's where things like your mastermind groups or your leadership groups are going to help you. Absolutely. And I think the other part for you specifically, if there's something that you're really, really good at and you can do so well, so naturally, often we take it for granted and we don't see it as such a big value because if it comes so easily to us, we just assume everyone else can do it too, right? That is my hardest thing. Yeah. Because I unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on the way you look at it, my job is fun. Mm -hmm. I love going in and making businesses profitable. 
to me, it's fun. It helps the business owner. It helps myself. It's fun. I go into a business the same exact way. This business isn't making a profit right now. I'm going to show them how they can. Yeah. yeah. So it's always just been fun and entertaining for me to work with them and to see their growth. It's been spectacular. Yeah. And it also sounds a little bit, Lynn, especially knowing you, that you like that little bit of a challenge, right? You like to be able to kind of go in and dig around and see what you can create. Yes. The yeah. bigger the challenge, the more fun I have. Yeah. Well, it's, I think that's true of anyone, right? The bigger the challenge, the bigger we grow ourselves to show up for that challenge. You know, yes. we show up in a bigger, better way. So it's fair to say you have grown a ton and, and what fears have you had to face over the years? Like most people, my fears are self-doubt and can I really do this? Am I an imposter? Um, some of it is self-inflicted and some of it's history. We all carry the history with us, um, but history does not define us. What we do in the future is what defines us. And that's one of the other things that I've learned on being part of the masterminds groups this year. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Everybody goes through it. Can I ask you to dig deep and share some of your saboteur messages? What are some of those things that you, you hear on a regular basis? My saboteurs are very good at saying, why would somebody pay you that much? Why is somebody going to listen to you over somebody that works for one of the big companies? You're only a little female stay-at-home mother. And all of these things are true, but they're not true. You know, yes, I'm just an individual here working alone. I do have virtual staff as of this year, but before that I didn't. Yes, I am just a mother. I will put my job aside for my family. Um, yes, I, you know, I'm not one of the big guys. I know what I'm doing. And I have made choices in my life to do what I am doing. But that is not to say that I can't make different choices in the future. Yeah, beautiful. I think that's really well said. And I also would love you to see that as an advantage. A lot of people are going to be able to trust you and feel more safe with you because you are approachable and you care and they might not want to be at a big firm. So there's advantages to being where you are as well. And the other added benefit to that is now I am not alone anymore. Having gone out and expanded my horizons this year, I now have a network from here to Germany. I speak with a woman who is a tax advisor in Germany for the Germans on a weekly basis. I am talking to someone in Texas in a weekly basis. It will also help you to know I'm in New York. <laughs> so I now talk with people all over the world on a regular basis. So if something's happening in an area where I am not, I now have the context to call up and say, hey, I've got this situation. Can you help me? That's fantastic. So you've been able to, so you're growing in so many different levels, you know, expanding your network and, um, and your expertise and really being able to go global because you can really work with clients anywhere, can't you? Yes, I can. I can work with clients anywhere. And I have to say, I have met so many people from Toronto this year. <laughs> I take full credit for that. <laughs> yes, you should. <laughs> but we're great though, right? We're really, we're really good people. You're we're great. <laughs> yes, you are. I have been very blessed to have been met you all. Oh, likewise, Lynn. It's been, it's been a fun journey. It's been a lot of fun. And I feel the same way too, because that was my decision about, I guess, almost two years ago to make that decision to go global and to start uh, taking clients virtually and around the world. And I'm very grateful that I have. 
Um, not only is it just fun to get to meet people from other part of the world, but I mean, it just makes so much more sense um, from a business perspective, right? To open up to the to the wide world instead of limiting yourself to one geographic area. What about any other limiting beliefs that you had to face or that you've unearthed this year that you know that are, that have been conscious now? For me, I have always been told you cannot do. So I always believed I cannot do. I know I got it from my family. I got it from my husband initially. Um, and then my husband was like, oh, go open your own business, but it can't detract from anything I need for you to do. So it's my limiting beliefs is that I had to do it all. I don't have to do it all. I can do what I want to do. I can outsource others. And you know what? I do have a kids and husband. I don't have to do all in my home either. So bring in a housekeeper if your time is better spent in your business. Um, eat the extra meal out a week because up until this year, every single meal had been home cooked. All my cookies had been handmade. Um, I don't have to be superwoman. I can have fallacies and that's okay. I think that's beautiful advice, definitely to moms, but I think it applies to everyone that you don't have to do it all. I think that's really good. And, and probably back to earlier, we were talking about tips for entrepreneurs. I think that's something that we should all do on a regular basis and do a check-in either month, the end of month, end of quarter and say, okay, what are all these tasks? Kind of like we did in our goal setting course, right? So what are all the tasks that I'm doing, all the roles that I'm playing? And are there any of these that can start to be outsourced? Exactly. Now, speaking on that, if anybody has not yet read the E-Myth book, yes. that is very key on that because you don't realize how many jobs you're actually doing and can you take one out and outsource it? Yeah, absolutely. A great, great book tip. I love that book. Let's shift gears now. We talked about the business. We talked about the doing, the being. Let's jump over to chat about the mastermind because I am. Uh, we're actually coming up to the end of our mastermind session, so it's been five five months. Five months. That's crazy. It's flown by, hasn't it? Very fast. It's grown really fast. And what is it that initially drew you to be part of the mastermind? I found you on your podcast. I liked what you said, and I am a binge listener. I am in the car at least monthly for a 12-hour, two-day trip. Um, so I tend to wait and then listen. And I, everything you say has always struck me is, yes, that's true. Oh, I haven't done that. Or, oh, Julie, I don't like you. Don't make me think about this. <laughs> All vital information. <laughs> so when I finally was coming back from another trip and I heard this podcast, on the podcast that you're doing this mastermind, I actually pulled off to the side of the road and emailed in a long letter to you saying, I'm not sure what you're looking for in your mastermind, but this is my life history. Can you help me get out of my own way? And you said yes. And it has been spectacular because it has helped me get out of my own way. It's made me realize pretty much we all have baggage. We all need to decide whether to keep the baggage where we are or move on. And how do you move on? Listening to other people makes you realize that we are all exactly alike in our own way. And we're also exactly different in our own way, but we're all trying to make us the best us we can be. Yeah, really beautifully said. And I remember getting that email. I saved that email 
<laughs> I love getting email from listeners. And um, it was it was really perfectly timed. You know, that's the universe just kind of getting you to listen to that episode kind of right there at that last minute before we started. And so tell me, what do you appreciate? Because we have a very special group that you are part of. What is it that you appreciate about our group? What I like about our group is that we all have our own businesses. Mm-hmm. We are all trying to start something new within our own businesses. Mm. And not one of us is in the same field, but we all have something from our experiences that we can share with somebody else that could, it, it may help them, it may not, but it's an experience to give them a different point of view on where they're going. And that's so true because sometimes we think only people who do what we do or are going through what we are going through can give us advice, but it's not the case, right? We can learn so much from other people in other industries. And if you could describe our group in one word, what would it be? I would say it's very powerful. Yeah. Uh, We truly do have people from the beer industry, from the consulting industry, from the book industry, and then from the numbers industry. We are the most diverse group I'm in at all at this point in time, but we're also the ones that are helping each other grow our businesses the most. Mm -hmm. So true. And has there been anything that has surprised you about the mastermind that you didn't expect? I did not expect us to go into personal information and didn't realize that the personal information also is limiting us in our business. So you can't just deal with the business to grow the business everything evolves and everything makes you a person as a business owner, as a personal, as a mother, a father, a husband, a wife. Um, and you actually have to deal with everything. You can't just segment out. Love that. I'm really glad you brought that up because that's one thing that I've learned uh, over the years as a coach, because in corporate, we get this really strong message that you know, it's almost like telling us we're robots. So anything in our personal life has to be compartmentalized and left at home. And you can't bring that to work with you. If you have, you know, a loved one who's sick or you're dealing with some sort of stress, you have to hide that and you've just got to fake it till you make it. And, you know, that's, I've always struggled with that because it's just not real. It's not authentic. And that's what I loved, you know, these five years-ish that I've been, you know, on my own, running my own business. It's, it's so great to just give people permission to say, yes, I am your business coach, but if you have personal stuff that comes up, let's go there because that you're, you know, I think you're exactly spot on. That is going to block you from being successful in your business. And I have had clients where we've, you know, started an engagement, but that first three months has been working with a personal relationship that is a hundred percent blocking their business. And so you know, I think I'm glad we're talking about this. I think you made a really good point. And it, it is important to give people permission to, to go there, but also to recognize that that can be sometimes one of your biggest stumbling blocks that will hold you back from doing what you need to do. And if someone listening has never been part of a mastermind group and they're kind of curious about it, uh, what would you say to them? If you are willing to change and grow, it is the best thing to do. If you want to go in and have someone give you answers, it will not work for you. That's a really good point, too, is that there's lots of different options to get help if you're in that place with your business that you need guidance. Um, But a mastermind, yes, is definitely developed to bring you intelligence from many different people. And I think they can both serve you at different points in your business. If the situation or if your scenario permits, I think it's much more powerful to learn how to figure things out on your own 
But sometimes, you know, I'll be honest, there's situations that people are in and sometimes they just need to be told what to do. And that's, I think that's fair. You know, we all have different points in our life. Or the other part is if you're in a sense of urgency and you don't have time to invest in figuring it out or trying different things. And sometimes it's all working together. You need all two or three of those aspects at one time in your life to get you to move out of your way. So you need to actually doing any of these, the first thing is realizing that you need to make a change. The second time is actually figuring out, okay, how is the change going to be made? What is the most important thing first? And then what's second? And then what's third? And you actually have to plan it out because as I am the worst one, but yes, when I did not plan and have my goals is when I floundered. Yep. Yep. I think that's a really good point and perfectly timed because we're just entering or we're just in the beginning of a new year. You know, I read this great stat and we all know it's true, but you know, the goals that you track and measure are always more successful than the ones that we leave to chance. But it's kind of crazy because there's such a small percentage of the population that actually takes time to set goals. It's because we don't know how. And that's what I just realized this year. Um, I went through your goal setting course over the last couple of days. And my friend sent me a um, goal setting course for marketing. And then I was taking that course and I was taking your course same time. One was in the morning, one was at night. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh my goodness, these don't have anything to do with each other. I need to realign everything so that everything is going forward in the same direction at the same time. But I would have never done that had I not known, okay, you have to plan your advertising. Oh, you also have to plan your goals. Oh, they should actually mesh. Okay, so this is a good teachable moment then, right, Lynn? We need to tell everybody listening, please set goals for 2017. If you've never set goals before, take the plunge and do it. It's so, it's fun, right? It's not only necessary and strategic, of course, but it's really fun to just kind of say, okay, these are the five, you know, and my, my process um, uh, really makes people focus on five specific things that they want to accomplish because we know that when we pick too many goals and we give our attention to too many different things, no one thing is really successful. We just, you know, we spread ourselves too thin. So I really, really want people to pick five so that they can really focus, five big goals. So it really, it keeps us accountable, it keeps us conscious, and um, it's just, it's really good to check in and see your growth throughout the year. And here's the one thing that we didn't actually say about goals. They need to be specific. Mm -hmm. Because my goal at the end of 2015 was that I wanted to have a completely different practice by the end of 2016, but I had no idea what that was going to look like. Mm. So I have been doing the tree all year long until I finally came back to now and said, okay, well, Noah, I think I've looked at and tried all of these different avenues. Now for 2017, I know how to grow in what I want to do. Yeah, that's a great point. Same thing with, I want to grow my business. Well, what does that mean? What metric? Is that more money? Is it more clients? Is it, you know, more newsletter subscribers? What is that growth metric and how much is it? And when is it going to happen by? Yeah, we have to be specific and measurable. Okay, so let's let's start to land this plane, Lynn. I'm sure we could just okay. keep chatting forever. There's so many things that are aligned, you know, in our businesses and It really, really has been such a pleasure to get to know you throughout this mastermind group. And if anybody listening wants to get a hold of you, what is the best way that they can reach you? The best way is actually by email, and that would be at profit 
first at spirebusiness.com. And it's P-R-O-F-I-T, F-I-R-S-T, Profit First, at Spire, S-P-I-R-E, business.com. Okay, well, thank you so much, Lynn, for your time. I really, really appreciate it. I appreciate you and all the work that you do to help entrepreneurs. Thank you, and I appreciate you and your groups so much. You have changed my life amazingly in the last five months. So thank you so much. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Lynn, and I hope you took some really good notes on all the tips that she shared. Now, registration for the next mastermind groups is now open. They start in February, and I do have very limited spaces available. So if you would like to be part of this program to grow your business, to start a new business, or if you have a passion project that you really want to focus on, then please email me ASAP. Or you can head over to the website and fill out an application right there on the website at thecorporateyogi.com slash mastermind. And hey, watch out for your saboteurs because we know how sneaky they are. And sometimes when good opportunities like this are presented to us, our saboteurs go into overdrive and they say, you're not ready for this yet or that's for everyone else, not for you. Or I see people want to work so hard to create something that is really impressive and successful and then they want to reach out to me. But that doesn't make sense. I'm here to help you grow. I'm here to help you get set up. So tell your saboteurs where to go. If this feels right to you, then take inspired action and email me today. It's absolutely free to apply to the program. So if you're not quite sure if this is right for you or if the timing is right, then get in touch or you can book a free consult with me on that same page, thecorporateyogi.com slash mastermind. And let's just have a chat. I would love, love, love to hear from you. And most importantly, I'd love to work with you on your business. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you will ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it.